Hey guys, welcome to the Primitive Podcast. I'm Cade Wilcox, your host. On this week's episode, we have the real treat of having two really special guests, Annie Gilbert, our Chief of Staff at Primitive, and Jessica Hicks, our COO. Really fun to spend some time with him, asking them about leadership and how they view their roles as leaders, but also hearing some of their insight in terms of what they need from the people leading them. So really dynamic conversation. I value each of these uh, leaders so much in our organization, Primitive, and our entire team is uh, better because of them. And I'm confident that you'll be encouraged and that you'll learn a lot uh, listening to their perspective and talking a little bit about their experience. Thank you for joining this week's episode and all episodes. Really appreciate you listening to the podcast and excited to continue to create great content for you. So thank you. We very much appreciate you. Annie and Jess, thanks for joining the Primitive Podcast. Uh, for those of you who listen to the Primitive Podcast, these are two of my favorite people. So Annie Gilbert, our chief of staff here at Primitive, been here a couple of years now. And uh, Jess, our chief operating officer, or for short, COO. Jess, you've been here over three years, right? Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Probably the best thing about Jess is she's a new, newly minted Texan. She came from California, a lifelong resident, now lives in Round Rock. So And loving it. And loving it. Thanks for joining the podcast. And thank you for allowing me to invite you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and then telling y'all, actually it was Tuesday, and I said, uh, I'll send you all the questions. And then I didn't send you the questions until this morning, about four hours ago, before you had three or four meetings. So which one of you were able to look at the questions? I looked at them. You looked at them? I read okay. through them. I know, I know you folks don't know Jess very well, but Jess is our methodical, thoughtful, deliberate leader at Primitive. And so sending her the questions while she was on a plane this morning and not giving her any time is uh, kind of a cardinal sin. Anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. So anyway, really glad to have you on here. So why don't we start by each of you introducing yourself, talk a little bit about your background, talk a little bit about your role at Primitive, and then we'll jump into the questions. Sound good? Sounds good. So I'm Annie, um, and like Kate said, the chief of staff, and I have a background in education and counseling, um, and so I was on my way to being an elementary school counselor um, when Cade proposed this opportunity, and um, so I've been here two and a half years. Um, I can't imagine ever wanting to do anything else, and so... Um, yeah, it's, it meets all of my needs, and I'm fulfilled in what I get to do in caring for people. Um, Chief of Staff is kind of an ambiguous title sometimes. Not anybody really understands exactly what it is or what it looks like at Primitive. Um, but I always just say I get to take care of our culture and our people, and that's what I am passionate about, um, what I am equipped to do well, and I love it. If I remember correctly... Um... If I remember correctly, you ignored my text messages. <laughs> so I, I tried to reach out to you and you were kind of ignoring me. And so then I texted your husband and worked through him and finally caught an interview. You actually texted him initially or okay. you talked to him yeah. somewhere. Oh, and it was I, at church actually. And I thought he was confused because I was <laughs> like, I don't understand why he thinks I would need to come to Primitive. I don't really understand what their business does. And so I kind of ignored it at that point because I thought, oh, Brandon's just confused. Yeah. <laughs> and then you reached out with a text message, but you also sent a job description. And when I read the job description, I was sold. Yeah. I was like, this is what I want to do. Then we had her at hello, folks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's been fun. Jess? 
This is fun. I was reminiscing as you were talking about my hiring experience, and I was picturing myself on the uh, California freeway sitting in two-hour traffic, talking on the phone with Cade, and within 30 minutes, I think I had a a job offer. Uh, He told me to go make my own, uh, you know, job description, and the rest was history, but um, yeah, definitely been one of the best decisions I ever made before Primitive. I mean, I was in the hospitality industry, and I was doing a lot of business development, operations, um, managing teams, and it was great, but I was working, you know, 80 hours a week. I wasn't seeing my family. Transitioned over to House, which is a big, uh, you know, marketing platform for, um, you know, the home improvement industry. Learned a lot there, and then, you know, had an opportunity just fall into my lap, and it was primitive, and yeah, never... Never going to leave. And now I'm doing everything that I love, just like you, Annie, um, everything that's in my wheelhouse, operations, strategy. Um, when Kate allows me to think strategically and methodically, I get to do that, too, sometimes. So um, it's been really, really fun. Which, just for the record, probably isn't very often. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're, you handle it with grace. You know, one of the fun, one of the many fun things about building a business is, is not just the business that you're in, but the, the people you get to do the work with. And I, I know at Primitive we're, ex, you know, extremely fortunate. And it's taken a long time. Like, it didn't happen overnight. Um, but I, I think all of us on our team would agree you two are, are two of the best hires we've ever made. I always, you know, probably puts a lot of pressure on Annie. Uh, <laughs> but I always say it's like the single greatest business decision we ever made, which was to hire someone, not just of Annie's caliber, but to for someone who's really going to focus on people and culture and um, not giving them 15 other job responsibilities and culture and people just kind of being a secondary thing, um, but it, it being the primary thing. What's fun about Jess is, you know, she started out, like she said, in business development, you know, and, and, and all of you listen to this podcast, whether whether you're an employee somewhere or, or you're a leader somewhere or, or, or owner of a business, you all have experienced this too, but you know, Jess has done everything she's been asked to well, and just time and time again, it's like, oh, we got to give her more responsibility. And what, what's been fun about Jess's leadership journey is she she was doing the things faithfully and consistently before we ever asked her to do the things, right? And so it's like we, we came to the realization and clarity, oh, Jess should do this because she was doing it without ever being asked. And so it's been it's been fun watching that. So let's let's talk a little bit about y'all's experience with leadership, both from your own vantage point, but also working with other leaders. And so how, how do you each see your own role as a leader? So not so much your the specifics of your job description, but think about leadership in general. When you think of your role at Primitive for our people and with our leadership team, how do you see the role of a, of a leader? You want me to go, Annie? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, you know, really interesting understanding how I fit in as a leader at Primitive and with all the service lines that we have, with all the people that we have in different, you know, places. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it been interesting figuring out that I need to meet people with where they're at. Mm. And wherever they're at is, is the way that I need to lead them. And everybody's different. And I think... Um, for me, it's been a really amazing growth opportunity to understand I don't have to lead one way all the time um, because, one, I'm not going to grow if I just stay the same. Um, but 
too, that's not healthy for the individual that I'm working with. And so I really view my leadership as dynamic and, um, you know, focused on on the people and meeting them where they're at and helping them where they need me to. And also, um, uh, you know, getting rid of gaps. So linking linking us together, I really feel that um, I'm going to be an integral part to, to bringing us together in a way that we haven't before. And so that, to me, is really exciting about uh, my leadership um, at Primitive. What's the challenging part of that um, in terms I, – I mean, I've never thought of your leadership in that role, but it's really powerful, you know, being really flexible or I think you used the word dynamic – it makes a ton of sense, right? Meeting people where they are, treating people as individuals and, you know, not kind of a group and like everyone has to operate in the same way. That sounds awesome. But what's challenging about that? Is it, does it make you go slower? Is it, it does, is it filled with friction? I mean, what, what are the challenges of that model of leadership? Yeah, I think at times um, things can move a little bit slower. Um, but I think because we naturally move very fast in a lot of different ways, um, sometimes that's a good thing. Um, you know, to kind of coach people through these moments and really understand them um, and hear them out fully. So it, it can slow things down, I think, to an extent. Um, and I think it can be hard to keep up with, too, mentally, emotionally. Um, you know, you're, when you lead that way, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities and you're having to um, facilitate conversations in a way that can be taxing and weary at times. And so... Um, it does take a toll, I think, um, to a certain extent, but it's nothing that I don't love or enjoy. Sure. It's just you have to find time to rest and reset and, and make sure you can be your best in each moment. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Annie, what do you think, you know, in terms of leadership? So, just when you said that you were, like, on your journey to finding your place in leadership, um, that just kind of sparked going back to the beginning for me. I was the first person in this role. And so like you, when you started at Primitive, I, I created my own role. And so it was spending some time figuring out, okay, what does this mean? What are the expectations and how can I lead well? And um, I think a lot of people think of leaders as people managers. But I read an article um, as I was preparing to start my role here, and it talked about chiefs of staff who lead from behind. And so I've always kind of seen it as a support role. It's it's leadership, but it's not a leader out in front leading the way. It's someone who's there to support and uplift and help people along the way. Um, and then, you know, finding my place on the leadership team has been really fun because I think, like Cade mentioned earlier, we're We've really, it's, it hasn't happened overnight, but we, we've gotten to a place where we're very balanced as a leadership team. We all bring different strengths and different passions to the table, and that's, that's what makes it so great because we need all of it. And so I feel very valued in what I'm able to offer and contribute um, for those things that are unique, and it just makes us better as a whole. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I'm in, I'm I have so many thoughts now flooding my mind. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw them out there. But I'm going to come back to the str- – you mentioned strengths, and I want to unpack just how Primitive utilizes strengths of each individual, and, and you all can both speak into that, but any specifically. Something that we've tried really hard to do on our leadership team in, in this idea was – I was reminded of this when you said even figuring out how our leadership team works together, and then you even just sp- spoke to filling gaps – you know, something that's been really fun is we've built our leadership team and we've kind of had to walk and then crawl and now we're running. 
Um, but what's been fun is when you take the needs of a business and you think about you think about culture. So now we have someone who's really owning culture, and certainly you do a lot of things, but your primary role is owning culture. Then you think about uh, operations within a business and how the way you're delivering your services and how you function behind the scenes and behind the curtain and how they impact the health of the business. Now we have someone who's quite capable um, of leading operations. And Jess, I always joke that if I get hit by a bus, Primitive would be better off, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> Jess can just fill that fill that seat in seat in the bus. But so we have someone owning operations um, alongside of operations as Heather's role, you know, director of marketing operations which is really critical and crucial role because she fills an extremely uh, unique need as it relates to strategy and making sure that the delivery of our service to our client isn't just great from a relational standpoint, which is really Jess's ownership, but also that it's working, that if we're building strategies for clients, that they're actually, you know, producing results, you know, and then Tim, our CFO, owning the finances, uh, which is important in every organization. So we have people covered, culture, we have operations covered, we have finances covered with Tim's great leadership. And then, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the rear with, you know, sales, you know, bringing in opportunities and keeping the pipeline full. And so I bring that up because uh, what you said about all of us figuring out our own role. And I think those listening to this, this, this podcast fall into two categories, either you're a CEO or you're a business owner. And I would ask you, uh, obviously, it's a rhetorical question because you're listening to us on your iPhone. Um, but how are your business in those those four ways? And our business was, I would say, uh, C plus or B minus. And now that we have remarkable leaders owning those areas, I, w- I would give it an A plus, uh, you know, candidly. Not that we're perfect. <laughs> we have a long ways to go. Um, and then if you're a leader listening to this podcast and you're not, you're not the leader, you could look at your role as like, how can I bring value in one of those four areas? Business may be more than those four areas, but it's not less. And having really great leaders owning those things has taken Primitive from, you know, I would just call it an average to good company to a really great company. And y'all have played a role in that. Annie, maybe you can speak into a little bit about strength-based leadership and, and Clifton Strength Finders and how we utilize that, you know, at our, at our company to serve our people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's been such a gift to us to um, just our personal growth and learning about ourselves um, and then learning about each other and our teammates and how we can work together more effectively. And so we brought in um, Leanne and Joy from ROI Talent Development, and they have trained us and equipped us and given us resources so that we could just continue the growth process. And so um, when we are in the hiring process, When we um, have interns, um, we require everyone to take this assessment that tells us a little bit about how they would fit onto our team. Um, And then just all the time, we're learning more about our strengths. We're digging in deeper to um, our top strengths, but also looking at what we lack and where our teammates can fill in those gaps and those spaces. Um, And I've used it countless times in just um, if there's conflict or if there's a struggle to understand how people work differently and personalities are just different. Um, It's not bad. It's just different. And so it's been essential to help us um, be more effective together um, and then be more effective leaders for sure and understanding how to lead the people. If we understand them better, then we're going to be able to, to lead them better. How has that supported your role, Jess? Like, have you have you put that into to use when you talk about leading people, you know, based on where they are and who they are? 
Oh, yeah. I love um, the spreadsheet specifically that Annie has that kind of breaks everybody's, um, you know, core strengths out because I do, I actually refer back to that quite a bit when I'm in one-on-ones with individuals or communicating with an individual about certain tasks. You know, certain people need to be communicated to a certain way. And it's helped me grow, um, I think, you know, in my leadership because if I know, you know, hey, Tanner. He needs a document and it has to specifically say everything we're working on, but it has to say why. The why to him is the most important piece of that document. And so, um, you know, having that, you know, at my fingertips to utilize has has been a great, a great value, even just amongst our, our leaders too, um, working one-on-one together. It's really helped me to understand how to better work with Kate or Annie or Heather or Tim or, um, you know, Jared. So it's, it's been very valuable. Yeah. It's a big deal. I, I find myself depending on it when I'm really, really frustrated. (laughs) Annie knows this. (laughs) Annie, I need to talk to you. She tells me go, okay, this person is X, Y, (laughs) Z and this, and then, and you're not an X, Y, Z. And so you got to figure it out, but it's, it's really helpful, particularly on the leadership team to go, okay, how in the moment of crisis or a moment of frustration, because that's really where I have found, I mean, when things are good, things are good. But when for me personally, I'm either frustrated or we're in a moment of crisis or what feels to be a crisis, I think it's really critical for all of us to understand like, okay, these are who our teammates are and this is how I can best serve them and this is how they can best serve me. Um, And we all get along really well and then move the ball forward. So I think that's been a big, big part of of our success the last couple of years. What do you expect uh, and need from me? So in our context, you know, I'm the CEO, you're the chief of staff, you're the COO. And in, in other organizations of those listening, it may be different titles or whatever. But the point is, like, you are leading people, but my job is to lead you. And so from y'all's vantage point, you know, what expectation do you have from your leaders? Yeah, so... Um, actually, just this morning, we were having an internship orientation, and I was explaining the history of Primitive and just who we are as a company, and I was introducing myself and my role, and I, I was just reflecting on you know the creation of this role and the purpose behind it, and I talked to them about um, just hearing Cade's vision for my role. And I know he says all the time that this was the best business decision, but it was his decision and and the vision that he cast for this role. And so um, I think that as a leader, like something that I really thrive in um, when you provide it is clear vision and clear expectations um, on on what you, you want me to do. And then you give me the freedom to figure out how to get that done, but just knowing what is the end result, what do you want that to be? Um, and then just also the, the freedom to get it done however I need to using my strengths and my gifts and abilities um, is huge. And so I think that um, just that clarity is really important. Um, the support, I mean, I've never not felt supported by, by the leadership, by you and Jared, and um, just the encouragement is, is really valuable. But I think that um, top of the list is, is just clear vision, clear expectations. Um, and if I have that, then I can run with it. That's good. Yeah, I would ditto that. I mean, yeah, everything you said, Annie, really resonates with me and is what came to mind. Um, yeah, vision is is huge. And I think, 
you know, I don't feel like I'm in a place to cast, you know, big picture vision. I can do a little bit of it, but right now I still feel like I'm on this journey of growth. And so to have you kind of being that anchor for us consistently, I think gives me a lot of comfort and confidence that I can do what I'm good at right now because you are going to be the person that's going to lead and guide us and and really kind of steer the ship. So, um, yeah, everything that Annie's saying, the validation you consistently give us too, um, I think is something that I, I really appreciate. It keeps me motivated um, and encouraged consistently. So, yeah. Everything Annie said. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I, I find it to be a really helpful reminder all the time. You probably get sick of the question, but I'm like, hey, what do you need? You know, is there, is there something else, you know, you need to be successful? Um, but I, I think it's a really good reminder for me personally, and I think probably for every leader, and good for you as leaders in your own way, that clear vision and clear expectations are really essential. And I, I hope I'm getting better at the clear clear expectations. A lot of times I, I think I get stuck in the really big picture, like, you know, head in the clouds kind of dreamy stuff. And sometimes for, forget to then follow it up with, okay, here's what that actually means. And here's, you know, here's what I need you to do in order to move that forward. So those are, those are really, really good reminders. I'm also really glad to hear y'all say, you know, just freedom, you know, because every really great leader from the top to the bottom, the bottom to the top and everywhere in between, everyone is a leader in their own way and they have a lane to run in. And yet I think everyone wants freedom to be able to know what that clear expectation is and what the goal is, but then free to kind of leverage their gifts, their skills um, in order to accomplish that goal. So that's also, I think, a really, really good reminder um, how do you how do you guys stay um, inspired as leaders? Like, how do you focus, you know, on your own personal growth when you have a lot of responsibility? Um, you know, something I I always think about, and I really I admire this about a lot of people in our company, but you two particularly, is you're you're both wives and you're both moms, and uh, I told Annie this the other day or something like I I felt guilty because like. I got it a lot easier at home than she does because I don't do any work, you know? And so I, I really admire, like, y'all are, y'all, are, y'all are carrying the load in multiple places. And so not only are you carrying a lot of responsibility at Primitive, and a lot is expected of, of you, but you're also carrying a, a, a big load outside of work. And so I'm really curious how, how you stay inspired, how you stay encouraged, and how you focus on growing as, as a leader. Oh. That's a loaded question, Kate. <laughs> Man, you know, it's really easy. This is going to sound so simple, but for me, it's easy to stay motivated because I'm so happy with what I'm doing. Um, and I can't say that I wholeheartedly loved, you know, my past positions. Yes, I, I enjoyed them, but I think just the love that I have for Primitive and the work that I get to do every day, it just it keeps me going because I'm so passionate about it. Um, and I, I wish I had something more thoughtful to say, but I just I just love it so much. So it's just it, it feels such like such a natural thing. Um, I do feel like my faith is also a big part of my growth and inspiration, and it keeps me humble. It always keeps me, you know, when I read. Um, you know, different parables in the Bible or just, you know, go back to different stories about great leaders and the humility that they had and the love that they had for the people around them. Um, That keeps me grounded and I think keeps me focused in a way that I can always learn more. 
um, if I continue to stay humble and let go of pride and let go of ego and really honor those who are around me because everyone has so much to give. Um, and so that, you know, it inspires me to, to learn from our team. And, um, yeah, that's, that's usually where I, I focus a lot of my growth and then, you know, new content, learning from my team. Our team is so smart is so talented. I learn something from them every day. Um, and so they give me a lot of inspiration too. Yeah, that's really good. Annie? I'm not going to pretend like wearing a lot of hats is not difficult. Um, it definitely is, and it can be um, harder at, at sometimes than others. But I've always said and truly believe to my core that I'm a better wife, I'm a better mom because of what I get to do vocationally. Mm-hmm. And it's so fulfilling. Um, I know that that different people are called to different things, Um I'm not called to be a stay at home mom. (laughs) I, you know, I wouldn't be who I need to be for my family if I didn't have something so meaningful in my work. And so what I try to do is really be present where I am and focus on where I am and what I need to accomplish. So if I'm at home and I'm hanging out with my family, like I want to be completely present with them and make that quality time. Um, if I'm engaged in work, I want to be completely present for our team and, and give it everything I've got. Um, and so that really helps me to stay engaged and it, it is motivating. It's just naturally motivating because of just like Jess said, it's what I love. It's what I'm, pa- I'm passionate about. Um, I read the other day, um, the best job is when it doesn't feel like a job. And most days I don't feel beat down by work or overwhelmed by it um, because I enjoy it so much. It's really encouraging to hear you guys say these things because we, we've really tried to build a culture in a way that is not about an eight to five or quote work, but it is something that you, you love. I mean, you guys used words like love, passion, purpose, fulfillment, meaningful, engaged. I mean, isn't that really want we we really want that for all of our team, regardless of what your role is? That if if it's not something you really love, or you're not really connected to, or you're not really engaged in, or you're not really fulfilled in, then we we honestly want to help you go and figure out what that is. And uh, it's real sad because we have a lot of friends, we have a lot of peers, we have a lot of family members who don't love their work, who don't find meaning in their work. And so to hear you guys talk about how your love and your passion and the, and, and the meaningfulness of your work actually is one of the contributors to staying inspired and motivated to get better and better as a leader is, is, is a, a great perspective. I mean, when, when I think of that question, I think of read good books, listen to podcasts, all of which are great, you know, whatever. But I've never thought of it in the sense of being really meaningful connected, uh, meaningfully connected to your work as a way of, of staying motivated and staying inspired. So it's really, really profound. I was trying to write as fast as possible, <laughs> and now I can't even read my own notes. Um, that's, that's really good. Well, I, I admire both of you, um, as I do other, uh, other working moms, because uh, you got two tremendous full-time jobs, and I really admire that, and I admire that in each of you. My last question for you, this is always my most fun one on the podcast, in my opinion, but uh, if you could speak to your younger self, so like if you could take everything you know now and you could speak to your younger self 10, 12, 15 years ago, what advice would you give yourself? I'll go first. Um, this was the one question I'm so glad I saw ahead of time because it's the one I had to think about a little bit. Um, 
And I think that what I would have liked to have known earlier is to not lead emotionally. Um, I like, it's just part of my personality that I'm an emotional person um, and not, not just like I cry all the time or anything like that, but I, I have really high belief in my strengths. And so um, I have a lot of passion, um, especially for people um, causes and causes and things that I care about deeply. Um, I will defend, I will, um, you know, get angry at injustice. And I think before I was even a leader, um, a lot of my decisions, a lot of the uh, my approaches to conversations and even relationships with people um, was not all. It was always well intended, but didn't all wasn't always effective because instead of having the wisdom to not lead with my emotions and those things, um, I would I would get caught up in in that aspect of it. Um, and I feel like I've grown in that area and been able to be more direct and more honest. Um, and and take some of the emotion out of it. And I can see how that's been really helpful to me. Mm, that's really good. Oh, man, this one's tough. Um, when I think about my 20s, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean to take you back to that. <laughs> oh, do we really want to go there? Annie? Um, Annie, I may need you to take over this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, you know, it's, I think what, is the most powerful thing to think about now and what I've felt so deeply at Primitive is just worth and value um, as a person, as a woman. Um, you know, you said it you earlier, Kate, just how much respect you have for me and Annie as moms. As I, And it, I, if I could have, I never would have believed, let's just say this, I never would have believed that I would be here at this place as COO of a company in Lubbock, in Lubbock, Texas, you know, that just, I don't think my, my younger self would have believed that. And I grew up, um, you know, as an athlete. So a lot of my worth in myself, I feel that I put, you know, on my athletic abilities. And that was really my identity for a long time playing collegiate sports and, um, you know, just growing up, that's where I had my, my passion set and everything. And so after that was done, um, it was, it was what was next. And, you know, getting into my career and into the work environment, you know, I was gritty, I was um, hardworking, and, and people knew that and saw that in me, but I still didn't feel seen. I still felt like a number. And um, if I could have just told myself, you are worth more, and you have value, um, and really just instilled that, that things are possible beyond your wildest imagination. I think that is what I would have would tell myself um, at a young age, so I wouldn't have missed out on all this time. Um, but I'm still thankful for the journey that I went on to to find where I'm at and my purpose and um, just very thankful for where I'm at today. Yeah, that's great. I'm really grateful for y'all. Your teammates at Primitive are grateful for y'all. I'm lucky. Jared's lucky. Our whole team is lucky to have you two as teammates and as leaders. And so Thanks for very last minute being willing to join the podcast and for uh, really sharing such great insight. So I appreciate both of you. Thanks for having us.